Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. Hey, there you are. Okay, for those of you joining, uh, we're going to have another live this week. Um, excited to... Let's see. Excited to have Juliana today. As um, as I've, I've told you before, um, the idea here is to present to you guys experts, people like us, who are uh, most of them Latinos, who use English for either creating global communities, working as global citizens, having these uh, amazing lives, and, and they have the best of both, of both cultures, right? So... In a few seconds, we're going to have Juliana, who is um, a yoga instructor, but she's also a bio dancer, and she's also a mom of three, and she's also kind of a global citizen. She, uh, I met her through a common friend that we have, and she's just radiant, um, very happy, very positive energy all the time kind of person. So I would like to introduce you to her. I'm going to ask her to join on board and we're going to be some of, um, you know, kind of what it's like to have the best of both worlds because she's been able to live in the States, but also here. So here she is. In the hello, hello. Hello. Can you What's see up? me? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. All great. good. All How right. Are I'm good. So happy to be here with you. This Where is you awesome. At? I'm in Miami right now. Okay. Because I saw some pictures of Hawaii. I thought oh, you yeah. were going to be. Yeah. I would move there in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. I feel that aloha lifestyle. Like even when I was little, I always used to say I wanted to live there. And I got the uh -huh. chance to go for the first time. So that was awesome. I totally recommend it. It's a little far, but it's worth it. Amazing. And have they been affected by weather these last few weeks? You know, these last weeks, I don't know, because I went in, in May, and I don't really watch the news. I kind of sound ignorant when I say that. But um, the news that needs to get to me will get to me. I haven't heard about Hawaii uh, experiencing bad weather. Uh, my I friend guess. is going next week, so we could ask her. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never heard of bad weather in Hawaii. It might be a protected area that doesn't get all the winds and all the pressures of, you know, places like Mexico's Gulf. So There were some signs that said, like, evacuation area, tsunami area. And I was <laughs> like, no, please, don't let it be the day I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> And don't let it be to Hawaii out of all places. Yeah, you can just, yeah. right? Get yeah. rid of Naples, Florida. No one is going to miss it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to all my Naples people, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you. Great to see you again. Yes, uh, it's been Daniel, a while. Thank you. Thank you for this invitation. It's so nice how you meet the people that you have to meet as well. And uh, I, I love, you know, lately I've been realizing more and more how it's important to have friends, you know, like when you're growing up, people tell you have only a few friends, count them in your hand, you know, you only need a few friends. No, that is bad advice. You need all the friends that you can get. And if you think about your life, think about all the beautiful things that have happened to you just because you met this person who introduced this person and everything is connected. 
So, you know, everything really does happen for a reason. And I'm so glad that I met you. And I congratulate you for keep talking because it's really, it's fun. It's useful. It's so cool. I want you to tell me a little bit more about keep talking because I've been telling people about keep talking on Instagram, but right. I don't really know what you guys do out of Instagram right now because of COVID and because life changes. I know how it used to be before. So right. let me know how keep talking is going. Sure. Yeah. So we used to have the language events back before COVID. Mm -hmm. We used to have every week we used to have, we were running four events in the city. And one of them was pretty popular. Uh, um, we used to get 80 to, 80 to 100 people every week, constantly, right? At Barrio Central in Laureles, Medellin. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, of course, we had to end those. So we had to switch mostly online. And now we have a full online program. We have teachers from um, all over the world, South Africa, Australia, um, Ireland, And we teach the students also all over. We have a, a big community that far reaches out into even Iceland. We've had people connecting to Keep Talking, even from Iceland, Colombians who went to live there, or people from Venezuela as well. So it's been fun. It's been a fun awesome. experience. Yeah, the I'm magic of this beautiful I've been, tool. Yeah, and I've been recommending uh, you for one of my students. I also teach English as well, um, nice. but she's really shy. And I don't know if it's with me because it, her, her dad was telling me, you know, it's not the teacher. I don't think it's you. Um, but I was thinking maybe she should try it with somebody else to see if, you know, if she's comfortable with somebody else because you don't really have to marry the first teacher that you that you come across. It's like when I say when you choose your dentist, when you choose your doctor, when you choose your gynecologist, you're not going to just go to anybody so you know it has to be somebody that inspires trust and really lets people um just connect and let go because i think especially i don't know if i'm being too um bold to say this but i think colombians i don't know about other cultures but i know for a fact in colombia people are very self-conscious about their pronunciation so they don't let it out They're afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid to sound silly. You know, pena, colombiana. Even, even that word pena is very Colombian because in Peru it means something else. I think in Mexico it means something else. In Spain it means something else. It means more like, like oh, how sad. But in Colombia we use it more like something like shameful, right? Yeah. So I think people in Colombia need to really let go, let loose, have fun with it, make mistakes. And that's how we all learn. That's how babies learn. Here we have even a, fa uh, a comment from someone from Colombia. Savvy, I guess he's... What is she sure saying? Who... Hola desde Colombia. Uh... Bendiciones, yeah. blessings. <laughs> <laughs> Colombia, tierra querida. I miss Colombia. I love Colombia. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I have, I, have a, I have a book here. It's uh, from William Ospina. It's called Pa que se acabe la huayna. I, I recommend these to all, everyone who wants to understand a little bit more about Colombia. Fantastic book. And he has, um, he presents an argument on why this might be the reason, why we like look up to Anglo-Saxon speakers or right as, as, as kind of the gods, or as kind of like, We have to be like them and we have to be perfect. We have to be users of perfect English uh, just because we have this colonized brain, right? Um, so, uh, I mean, language shows or in a way we, through language, we are perceived as either intelligent people or, you know, the opposite. So I believe people equate their level of English with their personal intelligence. And this is something I always tell students, look, you gotta, in a way, allow yourself, give yourself permission to be a boy or a girl again. You're seven years old, you're 10 years old. The level of vocabulary that you have is elementary school age yes. and nothing 
is going to change that except time right yes, yes <laughs> so. for sure for sure that's like how i feel when i'm learning portuguese when i'm getting back in my italian because i'm italian but i don't speak fluently and so when i get back at it it's like you know being humble about it you know being noble and and feeling brave as well because you know when 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 my kids got to miami i have to confess so i was born in miami and i was raised in miami and then when i was 20 i said what am i doing here i can't, i'm going to explore the, mo the 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 mundo the world <laughs> is so uh big i need to explore it what am i doing just in miami i have to go so my first instinct was okay my mom is colombian my dad is italian so i'll go to colombia first and then i'll go to italy i haven't made it to italy yet i probably go next year but not to live um well not right now there's no plans right now but um so i got to colombia and it was just going to be temporary but while i was there i didn't want to feel like a bum So, you know, not doing anything. So I went into school and I was like, well, I'll study psychology because I was already studying in college here, a little bit of astronomy, psychology. Like I've always been fascinated by life, you know? So I was like, is it biology? Is it marine biology? Is it, is it psychology? I mean, humans are kind of like manipulating this whole thing. So why don't I just study that brain, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I studied psychology in Bogota, in La Javeriana. And, and there's where I met my partner, my, my husband now. We got married 11 years after being together, um, basically so that I can give him his green card. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really don't believe in the whole, uh, why do I have to be married through the law system? I know in my heart if I'm married or not, you know? So right. very hippie-ish too. Um, so yeah, we just got married. And I met him when I was finishing college and did biodanza. So got uh, certified as a biodanza instructor. And so there, when I studied biodanza, I realized how important um the body was for me, the body. So that's where yoga comes in, massaged. I do uh, Thai massage. And I really like all that work in the body. So we'll get into that a little bit later if you want, but I'm, I'm going to tell you about sure. my kids. So then I had kids in Bogota. And then after a mini breakup, I don't know if there's any, you know, couples out there that have had mini breakups and then get back together two years later and then have a third baby well that was our story and remember i met you when i was a single mom with two kids in medellin yeah. so i was in bogota and i said what am i doing here now okay i did bogota and, you know truly bogota is not a city to all my people from bogota i love you but bogota is a hectic city it's not an easy city to live in And there again, my brain is like, the world is so fantastic. It's so big. What am I doing here? So I'm just going to go where I feel good. And so I thought about it. I came back to Miami with my two kids and I was like, no, no, not ready for this. I need to have some help. If you know what I mean, in Colombia, it's easy to have help. Somebody who will, you know, cook for you and, and help you and even be company for you if I was single at the time thought it was a good idea. So I went and I thought, what is the city in Colombia? Because I wanted to be in Colombia. That's where baby daddy was. I'm very open. I'm an open book, if you can tell. So uh, I thought, well, I'll be in Colombia, but what city? And I thought of them all. I thought about the weather, the people, the traffic, the, the how is it? Is it a big town, a small town? Should I go to Pereira? Should I go to San Santa Marta? Should I live by the beach? Where should I go? And I thought, you know what? The best city that I can live in, I can live in, is Medellin. <laughs> the city of the eternal spring where the weather is just magical and people are so kind. Like, just for free. Like, they're so kind. And it, it's just, it was an amazing experience to be in Medellin. And that's where I met you. So I had my kids and my mother language 
my mom spoke to me in Spanish because living in Miami, she thought I'm going to speak to her in, at home in Spanish and she's going to have her English at school or wherever she's at. So I would come home and, I, and I'd be like, mom, my teacher told me that I had to blah, 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 blah. And she'd be like, no te entendi nada. Me tienes que decir en español. So I knew that with my mom, it was Spanish, right? If not, I would be wasting my time. Right. So, and I am bilingual thanks to her because I speak really, really great Spanish with no accent. And compared to my cousins that maybe in their house, they spoke a little bit more English. I have less of an accent. I hope my cousins don't hear me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys speak beautiful Spanish, guys. But it was a little bit noticeable that my Spanish was without an accent. And when I was in school in La Javeriana in Bogota, studying psychology, writing ensayos, essays every day, and reading and writing so much, it was so hard for me at first. I was on academic probation because teachers didn't really believe that I was not, that I was not, that, that Spanish was not my first language. Because they'd be like, you know, maybe you're exaggerating a little bit. Are you really? I'm like, no, really, this is the first time that I've ever written. Yo, yo decía, escribido, eh, el manejamiento <laughs> del asunto. And I would make up words. I didn't have an accent, but I would say, sí, el señor toca la fluta muy bien. And so Cuban. I would, Cuban I, I would, yeah, I would make up words. And um, so it was hard for me to learn how to write in Spanish, but I did it. I did it. I graduated and it was great. And um, so my, 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 my mother language, I call it, is Spanish. So when my kids were born, of course, everybody looked at me like you have to speak to them in English. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. That's the worst um, like homework you can give me because it really doesn't flow out of me it feels unnatural it feels unorganic you know like wait um, and, what? and to speak to them in english really? because my mother language was spanish like my mom wow. spoke to me in spanish and so as a mom i guess i just and in right, colombia right. because we weren't in miami you know if it was in if it was in the U.S., if we were like in a very American town that nobody spoke Spanish, of, I think it would have, yeah, it would have been easier because I would have spoken Spanish, right, and they yeah, would speak their English outside how I right. was raised. But it was so hard for me to speak to them in Spanish. With the first one, I have three sons. With uh -huh. the first one, he knew all his animals, all his colors, all his numbers. You know, I did like the basics with him. And then the second one was born, and I was like, oh, no, not again. Like, I'm not, teaching, I'm not pulling out the flashcards. Where are the flashcards? <laughs> and the hardest, part, the hardest part is getting them to actually reply to you, right? I did my process with my two kids, and um, my first one, he used to understand everything that I would say to him, but then getting him to reply, and we were in Medellin as well, getting him to reply was so hard. He wouldn't do it. He would be, you know, he would feel shame talking in front of his friends in English back to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it was. But then this story has a happy ending, actually. So I was pressured. I was frowned upon. I was looked like this mom isn't doing the best for her children. You know, my husband was the first one to say, like, come on, dude, do you love your kids? And I'm like, yeah, I love them a lot. Well, speak to them in English, please, please. And I was like, I, I, it, it, only if you do it. And his English wasn't that, that great. <laughs> I mean, yes, if you hear me, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But he didn't do it. So I was not going to be on my own with this big task. And wow. um, so I was horrible, right? I was the worst mom for not speaking to them in English. And then COVID, bam, bam, bam. Um, yeah, we were stuck in an apartment for like eight months. We Imagine. couldn't go to the, yeah, in Medellin. We couldn't go to the pool. We couldn't go to the park. We couldn't go to the grocery stores together. We had to go just one, like either him or me. 
um, on one day a week, you know, like it was just so strict um, that I was kind of losing my cool because even though we had fun, we danced, we worked out every day, we read, we ate because we didn't have help anymore, which is so like, it's so beautiful, the the paradox of life. I was in Colombia because I wanted help, but I was already without help for like a, with, like for a year, maybe because I was getting ready for what was to come. And I didn't even know it. I, I trust in life, you know, that's spiritual talk right there. But it's everything is perfect. And so I didn't have help talking about a housekeeper. And huh. And so we would cook, we would wash, we would do everything. It became kind of like, wow, this family thing is, you know, kind of cool because Juan used to travel a lot. And so he couldn't leave. And it was like, at first, the first three months, I was like, this is awesome. And then after the third month, I was like, don't you need to go somewhere, please? Like, please, everybody go somewhere. So, <laughs> so yeah, I decided that, you know, my mom got got COVID and survived in July of last year and she was here by herself you know had to make her own soup by herself and living on her own and I'm her only child so I thought dude my mom is alive I life is now you know my kids I didn't have grandparents so my kids are they enjoy their grandparents a lot on both sides and I think grandparents are so important in life really and so I thought, I'm just going to go to Miami. I put everything in storage. And I came here October of last year. These kids, in three months, they're already fluent in English. So for me, that is like the best gift that COVID gave us. Because we left Medellin, which I love Medellin. I wouldn't have left. I would have stayed there forever. Um... I miss Granadillas, you know, don't even get me started. I love Colombia, but Miami's been really good to us, very good to us. You know, being an American citizen is an amazing thing, and I feel very privileged and sad at the same time for all the people that don't have these benefits because the government takes care of, for example, a mom of three who right now is getting back on her feet because covid you know, took like shook the rug off of our feet, you know, and and um, so we get help. We get insurance. I used to pay lots of money for insurance in Colombia. I um, we we get school. I used to pay for lots of school money, lots of school money. And um, also we get some help with groceries. So can you imagine like how many Colombians, how many people in the world, because this is global, right? Um, yeah. Wouldn't benefit right now from a little help. I mean, if you've got money right now, hey, great and more power to you. And that's what we all want. We all want to feel safe. We all want to feel like there's equity, like there's integrity, right? And so right now I feel very blessed and grateful to be in this country. It's you win some, you lose some. Um, Colombia has its beautiful, beautiful things that I miss and I, and I adore. But Miami also has magic. It has order. You know, when my kids got here and then we came back to Colombia. Because so I was supposed to come back in January and I thought, what am I going to go back to right now? So I'll just stay here. And I got a job at a really amazing school that my one of my sisters, one of my soul sisters, really good friend, she owns this school called Soul Academy. And it's mindful. And it's what I love. You know, it's really, really um, doing something deep and profound in education because it's not easy being a teacher. It's not easy being in a system. It's not easy when it's like, what kind of education is it? Is it alternative? Is it traditional? All I know is that in this school, it's all about love. It's about, you know, conscious discipline. It's not about I'm the teacher, I'm the authority. It's about love and kindness and respect. So I'm so happy that I get to be my son, my baby, my three-year-old's teacher. You know, he's there with me. Nice. 
Nice. And so I'm blessed because I have a job right now. I just got here, got a job with my sisters. And my kids have soccer. Lions Academy in Miami has been amazing. Our good friend nice. Ricky is the, dire the director. And um, we're just blessed all around. We're healthy. They're speaking English. It was amazing because Matias, the older one, he was a little nervous. And he was like, well, I don't speak English. How am I going to survive? I'm like, you're going to get it really quick. And you know more than you think. It's all in there. It just has to come out. It just ha You just have to use it. And so it's been amazing. I can't say any secrets in front of them anymore. I can't be like, yo, the chocolates are stashed in the closet. No, they'll hear me and they understand now. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's a great story. It's, it's yeah. been a ride. Yeah, man. Everyone goes on amazing journeys. We have no idea that, you know, so many people are living so many battles, so many victories. And that's why, you know, it sounds very hippie-ish and corny, but that's why we have to be patient and kind because, you know, with nice people, it's easy to be nice. But with maybe rude or impatient people, we see them as like just bad people. Well, no, they're hurt and they're going through suffering. They're going through pain. So we can maybe just be compassionate and not take it personal. And we're all yeah. in this big, big ride, right? And I think you've also done your part, right? You've, I mean, you've graduated from psychology, so you've done your efforts. You've done your efforts also on learning biodanza. You've done your left efforts on also um, mastering yoga or the practice of yoga. You, you love it. And you've also done your effort on working on yourself to become these beautiful soul, you know, person Thank who is always you. open to a good conversation. Yeah. So I think we have to do our preparation and allow life to give us the rest of the surprise. Right. And the other thing is that you've also been courageous to give life to three children. Right. Which is what we need as, as, as humans. Right. We need to procreate. We need to continue our species because if we say no to life, then what's the point? <laughs> no, well, there's no one going to be here to experience it. Yeah, you just touched a big, big topic because let me tell you, as a mom of three, what you said is true. It takes courage and it, brave mamas and papas out there. Brave, brave souls. It's not easy nowadays. You know, I think about grandparents that had seven, 14 kids. Uh, but they were in farms, you know, and right. it wasn't like these big cities, how they are now. And, and we didn't hear about like that chickens have six heads, you know, people just <laughs> ate their happy chickens and their happy eggs and, and food wasn't such a big deal. Everyone survived on, you know, beans and rice and, <clears throat> you know, life has changed and it, there weren't iPhones. You know, I I look at my at my husband, for example, and I tell him all the time, that's like my big trauma. Like, I, I love this iPhone. It's this great, great tool. But I remember when we had Blackberries and barely used them, you know, or that Nokia right. phone, and we would just play the snake game just once in a while. But life has changed, like, majorly, like when 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 you feel like you have to send something right away or or like email is like right now like i missed those you know i think about the 20s the 30s the 40s you know there were other hard things other viruses and people would die and polio and all that stuff i know you win some you lose some unas por otras but technology is a big thing when we're raising boys and girls And and they need to be climbing trees and they need to be active and they need to eat veggies and fruits and they need, no, they just want ice cream and they want their screen, you know, that's, that's like the easy go. And so raising, like doing a really conscious and, and good job raising is actually I feeling like a villain, like all the time, because I'm like, eat your broccoli first. Wash your hands, please. Please turn off the phone. Please turn off the TV. What are you watching? Are you watching something inspiring? Are you watching something about the planet, about animals? Like, I have to be like a police. I feel like a police, you know? Yeah. 
So it's not easy at all. And so I, I, I hear that people my age or even younger are not wanting to have kids. And I kind of applaud them. You know, honestly, Diego, I really applaud them. My husband does too. I say that, you know, parents are the bravest people ever. Moms and dads are so brave and you do the most amazing job. Even though you think you suck, you're doing amazing because you're doing the best that you can. But women that are saying nowadays or men that are saying nowadays, I do not want, ha I don't want to have kids. I rather maybe adopt an older kid, like a 16 year old. That is brave too. And, yeah. and, you know, I think we will always procreate, I think, you know, like, I, I think, I don't think we're going to be at a time, you think there's going to be a time where like, dude, people need to have more babies? I don't know. <laughs> it's already happening. It's already happening in and you'll be surprised. Um, if you read the reports in Germany, in China, um, well, in Japan, yeah, Asia, you know, yeah. so I believe, um, We do need to pass yes, it down. More, uh, I, I think, yeah, we need to be more conscious about our the way we raise children, right? But I, I don't think we should consider it a job, and I don't think we need to have all these very high expectations on what they should become, because um, if you think about the way the way we were raised, they didn't have such big expectations. They just had us. They had fear on us. We're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we need to learn from both of these spectrums. And um, from my side, I don't have high expectations on my boys. And if I ever have more children, I don't need to impose on them. I don't need to like have them carry this burden of my expectations, right? Because at the end, I believe that's the... That's the one thing that we need to be really careful with. What are the expectations and who's are, who, who are them from? Who, who, who really plays them in our brain? Because are they really your expectations? Right? Yeah. When I, But I think what when we're honest with ourselves. Word? What can be another word for expectations? Because I don't feel like I have expectations, but I feel like I have a lot of, I feel a lot of pressure. Right. Well, your self-expectations. Who, yeah. who is judging you? Who is watching you? If your kid ends up, end up, you know, like a, a junkie, a drug addict down the road, right? So you, you, you're going to feel like you did that's, a bad job. That's really painful, you know? Like for me, I, that would be so painful. Right. You know, But my then, mom works at an addictions clinic, actually. <laughs> so... <laughs> Families have to deal with it. I I think we, I I think we have a lot to learn from from uh, the the traditions of India and the Buddhism, right? Where um, it's we don't so, have like to... unattached, right? It's beautiful. Yep. I've met people that are like, no, when I was five, I went to the temple. I said bye to my parents. Never saw them again. It's like, and I and I love them, but I just never saw them again. He was five. You know, I've met a lot of people from India that have these stories where I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they came through you, right? But they're not yours. They yes. came through you. I and agree. life expresses through them. Um, and the other thing I think we, we should always be conscious, aware of is um, the fact that... Um, Oh, I forgot it. Just slipped my mind. Mm -hmm. it'll, come, it'll come back to me. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the pressure of being a mom, the balance between what we know and where we're going, right? And um, I, we, we do... Kind, look, there was a time where my husband was a vegetarian And my son would come home and say, I love chicharron, you know, like <laughs> he would say it with passion, you know, and I know. So I would be like, all right, I'd buy him his chicharron, you know. All right, let's eat chicharron because I didn't want to make it look like something forbidden or anything. Once in a while, it's all right. Um, 
uh, we were, we're not very like into listening to reggaeton really because the lyrics I find them just a little gross and the rhythm is good but sometimes the lyrics is just like no so I'd be like nah reggaeton no or I would and so my son we would never listen to reggaeton we're like let's put some reggae well, let's put some rock and roll whatever you want but not reggaeton and he's like, I love reggaeton. And he would be like, yeah. And he would know all the songs and he would sing them all. So I started like studying reggaeton a little bit. And I'd be like, oh, I like this one. And this one doesn't say anything that bad. So I'd like put the good ones, you know. And so I would always show him like there could be balance, you know. Yeah. There could be balance. I got, yeah. I got, I got it back. It came back to me. I was going to say that... Um... Like, we also have to remember that at the end, we are the result. I think we are the result of two things, of our times, right? So um, if, if they are successful or if most human beings of the future turn out to be addicts to phones and addicts to whatever, addicts to sugar, for example, is not only because of your fault. You, you also have to understand that there is a surrounding environment that is very very powerful so no. that is one way to release guilt right that which is not only up to us oh yeah and, totally i i raised my kids until a certain point and then when they started socializing i was like oh okay there's going to be a lot of information from other families Okay. I think I think we're losing communication here. Sorry, guys. We I think we just lost Juliana. Uh, am I back? Are you back? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I lost you for a few seconds. Okay, you're back. I'm back. We're yeah, back. We're back. All right. So let's touch on this point. Global citizenship, right? So you've talked about loving Medellin, loving Colombia, but also appreciating the United States, having a beach to go to, which is really important. That's something I miss a lot from Florida, right? So um, what are you teaching your boys about global citizenship, the detachment of nationalities? Yeah, Um I have this idea ever since I was little, I wouldn't really see, I, 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 okay. So I would say, why do so many people have so much money and so many people have such little money? Why are some people black? I'm white, but I'm also classified as Hispanic. So, but inside we're all truly the same. Hmm. Even our poop and pee is the same right so I would think about all these things when I was little and and so I really grew up thinking why are there passports why are there uh you know borders why are what is all this why does a baby need a passport just let them go wherever he wants you know <laughs> so I've always been one of those um Today, I feel like I'm teaching my kids that, well, first of all, this planet is amazing. Like, for me, this planet, like, it never ceases to amaze me. And there's so many documentaries and so many beautiful, um, like, art and, and films about the planet that we live on. And... Everything, like grass, dirt, snow, air, water, like everything is just so amazing, you know. And um, there's this poet that I heard somebody talk about this. It's in Spanish how he said it, but we can translate it if you will, if you, if you will help me. El, el, el olvidado asombro de estar vivos. Right, like the forgotten amazement oh. of being, ah, oh, of being alive, and we take so many things for granted. It's like, oh yeah, my water bottle, dude. This is like a treasure. Like, I have water in here. I don't have to walk miles in a dirty bucket, you know, or like I don't, I don't have to do anything. It's just boop. 
It's a miracle. Gives me life. It heals me. And if you talk to it and you're nice to it, it'll actually be pretty magical. Science says it all. It's not even spiritual nonsense. It's, it's pretty scientific that nature has all the medicine that we need in the food that we eat. Like that is the best medicine. And that's how I, how I uh, teach my kids, for example, if they have a cold, oh, we need to stuff you with fruits and let's have some oranges because you can drink some, uh, uh, you know, vitamin C, but why don't we talk about the food that has vitamin C and talk about the food that has uh, folic, a a folic acid and, and uh, you know, vitamin D. And you, we talk about different, you know, uh, nutrients so they know that you eat carrots because they're good for your eyes. You eat mangoes because they're good for your, you. And that's how we, you, I know you don't want to eat an avocado right now, but your brain will thank you for it. So, so it's like knowing that we're in this really magical place, this planet Earth, that I do not take for granted because every time I walk on Earth, I'm like saying thank you, thank you, thank you for this air. And, and so I really do feel passionate about it. I feel like, you know, humans have all the technology, science, and all the potential to really be respectful and kind and not like uh, like so invasive and so disrespectful because um, like the other day at the school, the kids threw away like a bunch of paper towels just because it was like the easy thing to do instead of like putting them back where they fell from and they just threw like a stack of like this of paper towels. And I was like, oh, let me transmit why it's important to not do that, right? In an inspiring way. Not like, take care of the earth, please. Like, it's not going to be here when you have kids. Like, <laughs> um, I know that this Mother Earth is so abundant that sometimes when we say that we're ruining it, it's like she'll survive without us, you know, she'll probably wipe us out and then start over again. Who knows? It's a big mystery. But this land, this earth, this planet is so powerful. It has so much potential and and it has so many different colors and voices and languages. And it's so fascinating what you can learn. So I tell my kids like, hey, when you finish school, wouldn't it be cool to like work on a cruise ship and like travel around the world and what would you want to do in that cruise ship would you be like the gym instructor or would you be like a massage therapist because my my boys love getting massages and they give pretty good ones too um what would you want to do would you want to be a chef would you want to be a doctor at the ship i don't know you could do anything you want but i just think going on the on the ship and like traveling around and talking to somebody from the Philippines, talking to somebody about, uh, about, uh, from France and hearing all these accents. And, and when we were just talking earlier about people that are starting to speak English and they're from Colombia and they're a little self-conscious about their pronunciation, think about how brave you are that you already speak a language. You already speak. If, and that's what I told my kids when they make fun of you, just know, and you can tell them. Um, yeah, I know my English sounds a little funny. I said that a little <laughs> funny, right? How do you say that again? Oh, well, thanks. You, you speak such good English. Um, I'm learning because Spanish is my first language. Do you speak Spanish? Oh, wow. You know, like, make it a conversation. Don't take it as an insult. You know, it's, it's brave people that have an accent because they speak another language and they're doing an amazing job by communicating in another language. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's, I would add there also the beauty of accents, right? When you hear someone from India speak, when you hear someone from China speak, when you hear someone from Russia speak, they have beautiful accents in English. They're speaking English with their own accent, with their, right? So yeah. in a way... What we also kind of share with our students here at Keep Talking is uh, English is becoming more like a lingua franca, more like a global tool of communication rather than an exact language 
that has to be spoken in a, in a one way, in an accurate way, right? So with that, we are more global speakers outside of native speaking countries, native English speaking countries, rather than, right, people who live in Australia, Canada, South Africa, and the States, right? So we are more. We are billions, right? Not, not only a few millions, but billions more of speakers. And we are changing language in a way. And language are like that. Language are uh, living organisms that are constantly evolving. So let's not worry about perfection and let's value new words that can come. I'm not sure if you ever heard Esther Perel She's a, 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 a well-known, a world-known psychologist or sexologist, which I definitely recommend to everyone listening and watching <laughs> this. Her work is amazing about uh, couples, <laughs> couples, sex, and like uh, um, commitment, committed sex. Anyhow, she comes from Belgium, and the way she speaks English is so beautiful because she she has she can speak five different languages. So every time I hear her speak English, I can notice when she's bringing words from the French, when she's bringing words from the Spanish, and she brings them into English with such ease, with such beauty, um, that you know that it enriches her language. Beautiful, yeah, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Love it. All right, so, I'm going to check her out, Esther Pearl. Esther Pearl, yeah. Last thing I want to ask you is um, how much do you value English and how much do you teach your kids to value English? Um, this is a message for everyone listening, right? The, the magical world that English can offer. Do you see it that way? I do see it that way. I see that being able to speak English and Spanish because English isn't enough now. Um, it has to be English and Spanish. I think that's like the most, you know, I feel like that's a good, uh, a good tool to have in your backpack wherever you go. Uh, we'll always have sign language and you know, Biolanza is uh, very like you don't talk while you dance right we we only talk with our eyes with our gestures with our movements and i like watching short films where nobody talks i like meeting people where nobody verbally talks because it's so powerful to see animals noises you know looks and movements we can communicate easily and i think language is language sometimes and, and talking verbally sometimes complicates things, you know, like I would like to live in a mute, in a muted world where <laughs> only the eyes talk and the smiles talk and the noises talk and the smells talk and everything talks. Um, but definitely, definitely English and Spanish to me for my kids is like the basics. And then if you want to add some French, hey, that sounds good because French in Europe, in Canada, in, in Haiti, in lots of places, uh, you can get along with your English and French or Spanish and French or the three even better. You know, in most uh, of Africa, in South and the North of Africa, lots of French right. speaking countries. Right, right. So, yeah, I want to learn French. It's not easy. And my pronunciation, for example, beyond like the you know, it's not easy, but if you have a passion for something and you practice and practice and practice and look, if you're in a town or in a school for three or four months where nobody else speaks any other thing, you catch it. So, of course, I say to my kids, hey, you want to learn uh, Portuguese? If you go to Brazil for three months, I bet you you'll learn. That's how I did it. Uh, you want to learn? Yeah, just immerse yourself and you start catching it it's amazing it's amazing i it really i live like in in wonder uh, of this planet of human beings of our interactions of everything that we're so capable of and um, language is one of those things that is just so fascinating it's amazing great great it's uh it's been it's been a Magnificent pleasure having you, you know, just love the how much energy you bring to your words and, uh, and to this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure that 
our listeners are going to enjoy this conversation. I'm going to I'm going to describe it as a natural flow of ideas, right? Unscripted, but this yeah. is exactly what we want to offer through the podcast, right? Just um, no to you. Uh, it's in order for them to be fluent, for our students to have fluency, they need reference. So the more as keep talking, the more reference we can give them of very different varieties, then the better their English is going to be. So thank you so much for taking the time for this. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. I'm always here to serve. If you guys want some yoga, massages, I'm here in Miami, ready to serve you guys. Keep talking, keep practicing to all the, the Colombian English learners. I say try to be like Cubans and que no te importe nada, you know? Just talk and talk away and have fun with it. And that's how things get done, by being bold, by having fun. So thank you guys for having me. I hope we can keep in touch. Amazing. Yeah, let's definitely keep in touch. I have a few things to tell you about. Um, I'm creating a, a natural reserve. I'm actually living here at the farm an hour and 30, an hour and 20 minutes from Medellin. So perhaps you can come visit with your boy sometimes and be volunteers sure. for this beautiful yeah. project. Yes, that sounds amazing. That sounds awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, All right, my I'll, dear I'll give you some Diego. more details. Yes. Ciao. So we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Vale, saludes. Bye-bye. How do I get out of here? <laughs> we, have a, we have a beautiful coming here. We have a beautiful coming here. Oh, She's Danilo. amazing. She's, She's from beautiful. Uruguay. Yes. Oh, Danny, love you. Who else was here? Who else popped by? DJ was around here. All oh, these beautiful people came, came in and out, in and out. That's how lives work nowadays. But, you know, someone will watch it from the beginning to the end. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had many, many good feedbacks on these um, podcasts. So I'm sure they'll be watching it. All right. Awesome. All right. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco.com 